What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, not only because this is the first episode of the Fearless podcast that we are videoing. I have two of my very best friends here from very different walks of life to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media. Honestly, social media has become one of the most amazing tools for us to have as individuals, as brands, businesses, and just as personal... I don't want to say personal development, but as ways to put yourself out there as an individual. And it also comes with some negativity. Not only has it made people completely detached, yearning for instant gratification, and overall has society losing social skills, where do we truly find the balance of these two? And I really want to talk about that because it's a very, very important topic. We get very lost in today's society and there can be a balance and there should be a balance, but we've transitioned into a world dripping of narcissism, false identities, and have truly just disappeared into a filtered reality. And I really want to break those barriers and show you guys how there can be a balance. And there definitely are ways. All of the cyberbullying, all of the over-filtered faces and Instagram handles have to go. And I really want to bring back some normalcy. So I brought on two of the most normal people I know. <laughs> what an introduction. But I have Megan Jewell and Christian Kirkland. <laughs> Christian Kirkland here with me. Megan Jewell is one of my very best friends. We've known each other for a few years now. She is an incredible hairstylist, influencer, even though we hate freaking saying that word. Yes absolutely hate saying that word. Welcome. So excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Social media personality. <laughs> yes. Social media. Word to replace or words, phrase, to, <laughs> words, <laughs> words, phrase to replace influencer. I just, that word just gives me the ick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And we have Christian. Christian and I have not known each other for that long, but we have become amazing friends and he is also a competitor, a new competitor in the WBFF with me, social media influencer, fitness professional, and he works in the industry here in Las Vegas, yep. in the thick of it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Christian and Megan both have some of the most amazing personalities, and they are some of the most lighthearted, relatable people who I know in the social media space. So wanted to bring them on here today to talk about all of that. What's up, you guys? I'm here for it. Hey, yep, <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm loving it. So I guess we can just start off this podcast talking about social media in general. Um, what got you guys into the social media platforms? What actually brought you to a space of wanting to be present on social media? So my husband actually um, inspired me to start an Instagram. I always had an Instagram since like it started back in 2011, I think is when I got on the platform, but it was just for fun. I was like taking pictures of my coffee and my, I was that person like using the Nashville filter for every possible oh photo. God, Valencia though. <laughs> Valencia or X pro was a good oh, one too. X pro was a good one. That was a good one. This yeah. is like circa 2000, 2011. Oh was God. It? I feel like 2011. 2021. Yeah. 2010 is when Instagram started. Dang. So it's been, yeah. 11 Where was years I? Now. <laughs> but I didn't start taking it seriously until about three years ago when I wanted to utilize my platform for, to be honest, income, yeah. to make yeah. some type of income revenue off of the internet. Um, and as doing so just kind of gave me a lot of liberties like with life and um, also being able to quote influence people in a positive way and just share my fitness journey, my hair journey, like super into guns. Um, so sharing that with people, just kind of sharing my life and influencing as much positivity as I possibly could. That's kind of how I got onto it. And my husband was the biggest inspiration for that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's always a good way to go into it too. If you have an actual positive motive mm -hmm. to show up on social media, what about you? I mean, same, same thing, kind of same start. Um, I have been working in nightlife since 2010. So when Instagram started, it was fun to like post parties and like when you're out and your friends. And I'm the same. I like to spread like positive messages, like ways you can make your life better. And a big part of Instagram for me now is I quit drinking almost four years ago. And being in nightlife, that's like mm -hmm. such a hard thing to do because alcohol is just always in your face. Mm -hmm. And I've used that journey 
and have it on my Instagram. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're inspirational. Like, how did you do that? That's how I use my Instagram is right. fitness, sobriety, um, you know, eating healthy and just being funny, yeah. sharing memes, being lighthearted, talking about dumb stuff on my stories. Like, like today I posted about in and out, like, come on, like why? You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. not taking life too seriously. You got to have fun. Well, you know and that's I mean? the beautiful thing about that. And what I always admired about you too, is you are so relatable and you're mm -hmm. always happy and spreading positive messages. And that is the sector of Instagram that I feel like as influencers, we are responsible for, for the, I don't know, generations below us to not look at all of these perfect, just cookie cutter social media handles. Yeah. But I know it's hard because being relatable and being honest and being authentic doesn't really come natural yeah. to a lot of people. So I always applaud others who can show up as their authentic selves on social media. I agree. And I'm sure that both of you have dealt with the ugly side of social media as well. So both of your eyes just go like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where do you think that comes from? Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it has gotten worse as yes. social media has gotten bigger, which I guess I can understand because as things grow, you're going to encounter more things and more negativity or just more obstacles to kind of bounce around. But I feel like one social media bullying is at an all time high especially in the younger demographics of people, but it definitely rolls over onto my social media platforms. And yeah. I'm in my thirties. So I thought this shit would be over by now, but it's not. No, you'd figure you'd yeah, figure right? it'd be grow over. Up, you get older, you get more mature, but no, nope. not it the case. It gets worse. I feel like. Yeah. So have you dealt with anything as far as your only, your, your platform specifically on social media that you've had to kind of fight through or figure out ways to get around? Yeah. Um, I noticed that as my following grew, I always had positive comments in the beginning because it's just your friends and your family and mm -hmm. like people that you know, but as it grows and it grows beyond that, the good is going to come with the bad, yeah. you know? And so lately, um, so I was actually talking to Christian about this before we started that the timing of this episode was kind of perfect because <clears throat> I've been experiencing a lot of hate on social media that, um, Sometimes I don't even really know how to process or digest. Um, I'm pretty good about not letting things like that bother me because it's really just somebody behind a keyboard who's feeling some type of way. Yeah. Um, and we can get into that later. But it's um, the most hate that I've experienced is on TikTok specifically. Not so much Instagram. TikTok's bad. TikTok is probably the worst platform for cyberbullying. Really? I'm not really on TikTok that it's much. It's like, bad. It is really bad. Oh, my God. It's really sad because there's so much good on TikTok and there's a lot of really funny stuff. And that's why I joined the app because it made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And um, it's lighthearted. Exactly. Like I downloaded the app um, during the pandemic, the, the massive quarantine. And so I'm just sitting there on my couch, like scrolling through these videos, laughing my ass off and eventually started an account. But um, yeah, the, the comments just get bad. It's like people just egg each other on. And what I've noticed is that it's funny like not to me, but to other people, but it's funny to make fun of people. It's almost become mm -hmm. like, you know how cancel culture became a mm -hmm. thing. It's almost like bullying is kind That's of like, like a new trend. It's trendy yes. to bully people and to, and to do that. And I always get triggered because mm -hmm. it takes me back to my childhood when I was bullied a lot. And it makes me think because I'm like, man, I can handle it now as an adult, but there's still some times where I'll hear something and I'm like, damn. Yes. That one got me like yeah. it, it really got me. And I'm like, and who is this? And it's like Joshua S seven, three, five, six underscore seven with no with zero no followers, followers and no picture. But they're mm -hmm. following like 4000 people yep. and they're probably yeah. trolling all those accounts all day long for like for what? You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it does remind you that these things don't matter. And I mean, I can say that till I'm blue in the face. And that's another reason why I wanted to bring this subject upon the Fearless as Fuck podcast, because if you are going to be on social media and be authentic and show up as your true self and really want to do that, you have to start to understand where this comes from. And it's absolute projection. Right. But I wanted to bring it up because we need to do better as people, because I know that there are people our age who are still bullying people just like these 14 year olds that are on social media. So I think that it was a really heavy topic that should be talked about because I don't think people realize what a negative effect it's having on the younger generations, as well as all of the filters and 
highly edited photos and just you actually, Christian and I were talking about this earlier and he had mentioned that what's what, what I can't even talk about this. Like what (laughs) must it be like for a 12 year old to go on Instagram and find some like person that they look up to and they want to look like, but their body is completely altered and filtered in the most ridiculous ways. They're going to their parents and being like, I need my lips filled or, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z at really, oh my <laughs> God, at really young ages. And I'm all for doing what makes you happy, but it's just, it's starting to have a really bad trickle down effect. And I'm genuinely concerned about where things are going. Yeah. For the younger kids. I mean, imagine we're in our thirties, late twenties, whatever it is, and it's still affecting us mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Imagine being a preteen. Yeah. We already have the same high school bullying in person and that kind of pressure. And then you see this online personality and you're like, oh my God, her waist is so small. Her butt is so big. I want to do that too. Or like, wow, she's so flawless and perfect. I can never attain that when the whole time it's filters, Facetune, mm-hmm. fillers, whatever it is. And it's, right. I think it's just so damaging for everyone everyone really if you don't know who you are or you just get lost in the social media realm yeah I think that's key what you said too is if specifically if you are at a place where you might not know who you are Mm -hmm. which is totally okay we've all been in those positions before at some point or multiple times in our lives but if you're not in that good place you're going to be sucked dry and fall into this just spiral you'll Mm -hmm. spiral for sure it reminds me like what did you guys deal with in high school because we didn't have social media like this back then Oh, it was all face-to-face in-person bullying for me. Yeah. I was yeah. a little gay Mine was boy on in <laughs> high school. Girl, I worked at Hollister. I had hair down to my shoulders, sandals, you name it. I don't I don't know how di- girls dated me. I don't really know. But, you know, guys make fun of me all the time. Like, that that was the big thing I was bullied about all through high school mm-hmm. was that kind of thing. But that's in-person, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And now it's even worse because you get both. You get in-person and you get the online commentary because people are way worse online because mm-hmm. they're behind a computer or a phone. Yeah, there's no consequence. There's no yeah. consequence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They can say whatever they want and get away with it. Uh-huh. Right. And you might not even know who it is. You, it yeah, could be somebody you know. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be the person Just, sitting right next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so how how would you manage that? Because I remember <clears throat> I was very I wasn't very outspoken when I was younger. And this is maybe another reason why I enjoy what I do right now so much because I found a way to use my voice in the most positive way, but I stayed quiet a lot when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know why, but I definitely did. And I harbored all of that bullying and I never told anybody, mm-hmm. wouldn't tell my mom, wouldn't tell my friends because I just didn't want to deal with it. I felt silly. I felt stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, I internalized it and had to deal with that on, deal with that later on in life. Did you experience any of those things or what did you do when you were confronted with these things? I kind of just would say like, because I mean, it was a pretty point blank statement, like calling me gay or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not gay. Like I have a girlfriend, like, you know, whatever. And I would internalize it too, though. I really wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about it. I wouldn't get confrontational about it. I will kind of just say my piece and leave. Same thing. Just kind of like, I would talk to my parents about it because I'm so close to them. Right. But they really couldn't do much because it was kind of like, what are we going to do? You know, you have to like kind of do this on your own in a certain sense because it never got so bad to where like I needed mm-hmm. them. But it was it, it, little daggers, you know what I mean? Just like little daggers here and there. I think it's made me stronger today in a weird sense, but... I like to turn things into a positive. That's right. just my mentality. It's like I take a negative, make it into a positive, but it took me a long time to get to this point, and some people don't get to that kind of point. Right. You know? right. It, it's really character building if you look at it in a, a positive way. Yeah. Because you know? I experienced the same thing. I was um, not so much in high school, but in grade school, I was terribly bullied. Um, I was like the whitest kid on the playground. <laughs> I had a massive space in between my teeth. I had freckles, like... I was just like this pasty white little kid and I wore my brother's clothes because I looked up to my brother when I was a little kid and so I wanted to be like him. That's so cute. So I'd wear I would wear his clothes. <laughs> so and, wholesome. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to be girly and I just didn't like it. I mean I played with Barbies and stuff, but I loved Same. I loved that. Love that for you. <laughs> I love like, that for you. Kids are brutal, especially in like junior high. Yeah. They're so brutal. That was the worst. Yeah, and I just remember coming home every other day crying because of these girls making fun of me. But I feel like alongside Christian, like that really played a huge part in shaping myself today and being um, just, I don't want to say like calloused, but 
just having thicker skin, mm-hmm. you and know? I, and I think it almost makes me more supportive of others because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else to feel the way that I felt from that's, people. There's that's nothing I, I hate more than a bully. It, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot worst. stand it. It's, mm-hmm. such a, it's such an awful thing. It honestly yeah. makes my blood boil anytime I hear about a situation like that because I just don't want anyone to ever feel that way. I and they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But I also, that like, younger inner child in me is like stand up for yourself like yeah. don't you know what I mean yep. but now fast forward into looking at it online like I was bullied a lot in person too but a lot was on like AOL instant messenger you know what I mean so it was still like online mm-hmm. technically and I never I just would ignore it for MySpace. for my space mm-hmm. what was the app where you could ask people questions anonymously or the website did you, did you ever oh, use that I okay. whisper blank I, no? Was that what it was? Because I I came out around that time. It was like 2009, 2010-ish. And people would anonymously leave comments for me. And it was like on a wall. And it was just like the rudest, mm-hmm. like half New Year salad tossed you know, a week. Like all these awful homophobic commentary towards me. Mm-hmm. And like one guy like stood up for me on the thing because you could all see it. But I can't remember what it was called. But it's it like was, on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I know but it was like... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. what I think it was. But yeah. that... It's so horrible how that can be that way. And now I'm seeing so much more of that now. Mm-hmm. And it and it's not only online to you, but it's visible for the world to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on TikTok. It's it's out of freaking control. That's nuts. It's humiliating. So I just wonder how somebody younger handles that kind of thing. Because me as an adult, I can let it roll off my shoulders. But like I said, every once in a while it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I just don't know. So I wonder what could be changed to do for us to do better, to be better examples. And the only thing I can think of is to continue doing what we're doing as influencers. Can we change that word? I mean, personalities is what it is. Yeah, Instagram personality. You are somebody in our space that people look up to, that someone looks up to, whether you believe it or not, someone follows you and admires you, wants to be like you, um, wants to train like you, eat like you, have your job, things like that. So the best thing that you can do is set a good example. And that's why I'm so thankful that I have friends like you guys because I feel like you are setting those good examples and hopefully if we just continue doing what we're doing that will kind of pour out onto other people who are in our industries to kind of further do that another big reason why I started this podcast and my coaching was because I wanted to help women who are dealing with the same things not I shouldn't even say just women women and men because this is not a gender thing this happens all around and people just don't speak up about it the other thing I really want to talk about about social media now that we're out of this is what it's done to our social skills. Girl, <laughs> socially special needs. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, it's just so hard to even like go up to a guy sometimes and talk to them in person because you're so reliant on like, I'm gonna just slide in their DM. Like, oh. it's fine. And then you can respond whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it doesn't have to and be. And you're just like, you're like waiting for it to say scene, you know? <laughs> yes. And, and yeah, it, it makes people, well, like, so much I don't know it's being in person conversations it's just people are so reliant on their phones now yeah you know what I mean like texting all that stuff I think one of the biggest things that bothers me is that not everyone has a really good balance of screen time yeah I do not Uh, no, (laughs) screen time and actual FaceTime not FaceTime like on your on your phone mind you that's a really cool thing that we get to do that and we can see each other and we just had a pandemic where we were quarantined and couldn't actually see each other but now people are becoming more in person again but you still see people out to dinner having like a one-on-one dinner with somebody and they're both on their phones and we're all so guilty of that so I just try and find the balance I actually saw this video that Jay Shetty who I love posted the other day and it was just about screen time and he's like go on your phone and actually look at your screen time and see what your average was i don't I was, want to you don't, I don't even trust want me to. you don't want to do that and it's even harder because i know that i work partially from my phone so i understand the concept of it but it makes me just re- have like a reality check that when i'm actually not working i need to work on my consumption versus creation Mm. as far as what I do with social media. And I think that's a lot of people because the people who are consuming things all day long and just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling or swiping, it's just, it's sickening. And it actually does some psychological damage that you're not even realizing. Mm. And you get so wrapped up in it, which goes hand in hand with your loss of social skills and 
I think for me, like I, I completely agree with you. Um, my job as a hairstylist is to be social on a daily basis, but I've noticed that with social media becoming such a big part of my life, my social like meter at the end of the day is like negative. And you're empty. I am so empty by the end of the day, like socially speaking. And I just want to retreat into my little shell Mm -hmm. and not talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. But if I do, on my phone. Instantly. Just when there's like nothing going on, you just like pick up your phone. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because I used to be so extroverted, especially before the pandemic. Um, I think that played a lot in me becoming more introverted or selectively introverted, I'll Mm -hmm. say. But, um, it's just, it's kind of a hard thing to wrap my mind around because I, I prefer talking in person to my friends and like people close to me and with work and stuff, but it's almost easier to just talk to people on the phone because like you said, it's just, you can check and see if it was read or you can respond whenever you want. And I hate to, to say calculated. that out loud. Like see if it's even worth the response. It's calculated. Yes. Yeah. And I hate to admit it, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Except mm-hmm. my husband. He's the exception. Yeah. I talk to him all day, every day. <laughs> He's my guy. <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> now, the other thing, too, that I think goes hand in hand with that as well is like dating apps. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to say dating apps in general, but just the actual fact that people are so it's caught accessible. up now. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are so accessible and people are so caught up in instant gratification that they are losing track of reality. I also feel like that's really devalued people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it. it because because of the accessibility, mm-hmm. like you can swipe. Okay, this is gonna sound silly. I've never used a dating app, so I don't know which way you swipe. But you could you swipe right on somebody you like, right? Thi- yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. I sound left old. is no. <laughs> okay, you can swipe left or right on as many people as you want, and it's literally never ending. So never. the that yeah. accessibility, that consumption, is like it's just overwhelming. Well, and think about how quickly it is for people to get addicted to something. Like they can go down and play on a slot machine and press the button, press it, press it, press it over and over and over again. Yep. How addicting is it to be able to go on your app? Like, nope, nope, nope. Mm, don't like her hair. Nope. Yep. And you're not even really, you just gave that like a fraction of a second to make these decisions. So are you really on these apps, like making solid decisions or are you just trying to satisfy something that's like unfulfilled inside i think it's the latter no yes Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and you know even getting away from dating apps but just on social media in general like you said it's so accessible just to go find something when you're not feeling so great you know Mm -hmm. what i mean when something's not going well in your life it's just so easy to go onto an app and consume yourself with other content even if you're not going to look for another human you're just like you know what i'm really upset with like what's going on in my environment right now i'm just going to go absorb someone else's content right and that's not really actually fixing the issue within whatever that issue may be you're actually just distracting yourself yeah Yeah. you're kind of just living vicariously through whoever that influencer that person is that you're consuming all of their content right so i think it's very important to do audits my sister actually brought this up to me she's very like very in touch with this within herself, which is so beautiful, but she constantly is doing this because she found herself slipping into a depression a couple different times because of the people she was following. Mm. Because like we said, you're bored, you have nothing to do, you go on, you look at your phone, you automatically start getting a rush of content flooded into your feed. And mainly it's people you're following. And if you're following people who are not contributing to you in a positive way, what's instantly being downloaded? Right. Yeah, it's like, oh my life is not as good as theirs and I'll never be as good as them. Right. And you're always going to feel so par, you know, Mm -hmm. to someone else. And you know, what's going on in their life that they're choosing to put that on their Instagram. It's like the same thing. Like we put all the good stuff on our Instagrams. They're probably the same as a highlight reel. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it's very rare to find someone who like does it all. Now, do you guys find it hard to share? Like, I don't want to say not your highlight reel, but just your hardships your reality, like, and not even your realities because your realities are actually online. Yeah. What you show up as and what you show up as, I deal with that on a regular basis and I love it. And that's, yeah. it's, it's real. But yep. when you struggle, do you have a hard time showing up? Like if you were actually going through something hard, would you be able to just go on your social media and talk about it? I would say no. I would say Absolutely no too. Not. Like the the hard hard stuff, mm-hmm. no way. Because you're just opening yourself up to judgment. Yes, Going back to the cyberbullying, so criticizing you and like, oh hot, yeah, see. Like, yeah, 
like to see kind of your, I don't want to say your downfall, but like your hardships. And yeah, cause people I just want to see you fail. Absolutely. It oh sucks to hear that, but it's, you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. No, like they do. They, they get the off haters to are it. out there. Yes. And they're always watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the way you look to me right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There are times where I'll, I'll, <laughs> So, so like extra, so extra, God. but it's, it's not wrong though. No, not wrong. <laughs> there are so many times I'll get on my story and I'll record myself doing something. I'm like, Oh, I hate myself yeah. <laughs> every day. I, I, I hate, it here. Day. <laughs> <laughs> hate it here. <laughs> and I realize this, this is part of my job and I signed up for this. And you know, it's funny if I will complain about these kind of things to somebody who is not on social media, they're like, Oh God, Christina, like such a hard life. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you have no idea. You have no, don't, don't downplay my struggles. Like, ouch. Like, yes. And I, I get what they're saying, but I think people think that I just sit around and talk to my phone all day and do all this stuff. And it's, it hurts me because I dump my heart and soul into my projects. And sometimes it really is hard for me to show up on social media because I do struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I do have stuff that I'm processing. Sometimes when I jump on my social media now too, some of my first thoughts because of things that I've been through, I'm like, who's going to fucking watch this? Like, I, do I really want to know who's watching this from the other side? But then I snap back to reality. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right. Yep. I don't fucking care. It doesn't really matter because somebody who is going to sit there and judge you for doing more than them. Something that for, they would never do. Right. Yeah. It, it's, they mm-hmm. would never show up like that. And so I constantly have to remind myself, but I like to also remind people that we struggle with those things too. Even if we don't talk about them all the time, it isn't easy to show up for social media, especially if you're trying to do it in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. What do you think the biggest thing you struggled with is? Like, as far as like showing up on social media, it doesn't seem like you struggle at all. So it's it's hard to. It's hard I feel to, I feel like I struggled so much growing up mm-hmm. that now a lot of things aren't as big of a deal for me, right? And I can flip it and make it into a positive situation because I did all that struggle in junior high, high school. Mm-hmm finally came out when I was 19 and I was like, I'm living for myself and I want everyone to know that. Like I live for everyone else then and this is me now. So yeah. when things do happen, I kind of have to just remind myself that I'm so blessed to where I am, that things can be so much worse and they are for other people that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think there's been anything that you struggle with now? that like besides besides like TikTok I know we've talked about the cyberbullying thing because it just gets old after a while and you just get yeah. tired of hearing it and Megan and I were talking about this a couple of days ago and it's all fun and games until you have a video go viral and then all of the comments start spilling in mm-hmm. and Megan and I aren't 15 obviously and so to some people <laughs> on this app I feel like I'm like a mom's age yeah. and we'll start getting comments and I'm like oh my god this is so mean yeah, <laughs> and we'll literally. and then it's at first it's funny and then it's like okay okay we get all right it. like shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something that I wouldn't say we struggle with but I think that her and I really relate to because it's so annoying because at first we're like yes a video went viral we we you know we we got some traction and then in comes all the crap. You know what I mean? The bad comes with the good. I think with, for me, the, the only thing that I've really struggled with, and this is speaking recently, um, I don't usually post my relationship on social media because I like to keep that private. And that's not something that I want to open up to judgment from other people that I've learned the hard way (laughs) that I don't value. Yes. It's hard. And because that's one of the most important, if not the most important thing in your life, for me, Mm -hmm. that is the most important thing in my life. So to open myself up and my husband to that type of judgment is a little scary. And people can say whatever they want about me, whatever. But the second you start talking about my family or my man or my friends, I'm just like, I'm like a mama lion that wants to like attack. Yeah. But, um, that was a little tricky for me. And so I was like, you know what? Like, no, I want to bring him onto my platform and show people my marriage and my husband and how awesome he is. And I started posting videos of him and I on TikTok and some of them were really funny and they, they got really good traction. But like you said, once a video goes viral and starts getting traction, all of the comments start spilling in and my husband's black. So I'm not unaware of racism, especially when it comes to interracial couples. 
but it is still so shocking to me how brazen people can be and how malicious people can be when it comes to interracial couples. Like the racist comments left on TikTok, I was shocked. I was shocked too. I was, the things that people were saying, I, it just broke my heart because I'm like, you don't even know me. You don't know my husband. And I just, I couldn't believe that somebody would take the time out of their day to say something like that. But at the end of the day, they're exposing themselves as racist. Mm -hmm. You put that on the internet for people to see that you're a racist person. And so I kind of, that was my response. Like, tell me you're racist without actually telling me you're racist type of (laughs) easy, you know, (laughs) easy. And so for Wayne, Wayne is like, I mean, again, he's, had that type of struggle his entire life. So I'm sure for him, I hate to say that he's probably used to it. For me, it's still really hard to wrap my mind around it. But again, you can't put too much value or credibility in what people say because these people are always randoms that don't have photos, that don't have followers, that are so quick to say shitty things to thousands of people. And so I think going back to what you were saying, trying to show up, that was my struggle, but now is trying to just not put any type of value mm-hmm. into negative comments like that and just be myself and show my relationship and my life on social media unapologetically. As you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty and the raw realness of that and what's so beautiful about those kinds of people that can do that because they're you're fighting the fear, mm-hmm. which is really hard. It's really hard, but you still go through it and you still do it and you just manage it and you understand, you start to understand where all of this projection is coming from and that it's not about you. Yep. So nothing to do with me or him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, but it's really hard. I know my ex and I were very public on social media and it ate me alive sometimes. I actually, I was thinking about you when I started getting some of these negative comments because I know that you were super public with mm -hmm. your ex on social media and my first thought was, man, I wonder how Christina handled this. Oh my God. Like I relate back to what you said, Christian, about how like, but you were speaking from when you were younger till now and how you just dealt with it then. So you know how to deal with it now. Mm. I kind of view how I am now as where I was when I first met him and I first jumped on social media because I didn't have a presence Mm -hmm. on social media back then. I was kind of thrown in and I went into it very genuinely. That was my goal from day one. But, you know, people always had something to say. And I mean, some of the messages I got, I'll never forget them. And because in the very beginning, it really hurt me. I remember I had somebody message me and tell me that they hope my first baby dies or that I have like a miscarriage and that my ex overdoses. That's what they said to me in this message. And I was just mortified. Of course, I don't know who this came from. And at the time I went to my ex and I was like, can you fucking believe this shit? And I was, I was livid. I was absolutely livid. It triggered me so bad. It brought me right back to like, you know, when I was younger or, you know, people were picking apart my body. People always like to tell me that I don't have an ass and that I like, like I, whatever, like some of my body, cause I'm putting my body on social media. And back then it used to bug me so bad. And I think it bugged me because it triggered the unhealed part of me back then. Now I could give two fucks. If you really leave a comment, you've whatever, like yeah. I could care less, but I always remembered it in the very beginning because he, he looked at me and he told me, he's like, Christina, you have to let these things go. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't let it go. That's and right. he would have to tell me over and over and over again, you just have to let it go. Just block and delete, block and delete. And there were just, sometimes I couldn't do it and I would want to fire back. And every single time I'd fire back, it was like, perfect. Got you to respond kind yeah. of comments. And then it infuriated me even more. So right, you gave them exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Exactly. But I had to kind of go through that to learn. Absolutely. And I think anybody has to like experience those things. And that's why I like to speak of it now because people don't really know. And you having an interracial relationship and, you know, I'm sure that you had some stuff happen to you too with, with the board, what you were talking about, people making stupid comments about you coming out. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and even now, like I've been in the gym since I was 14. I don't drink. I count my macro. I count my macros for the last year. People still constantly insinuate that I'm on steroids, that I'm doing extra stuff. I'm always like telling them no, 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 and I'm just like I don't know what to do, you know? Because there will always be someone to be like, oh, you're doing something extra. You know what I mean? Like that's just not hard work. That can't be organic. That, that can't, can't be, be organic. There's no way. And Can it's I just like, tell you it is real quick? <laughs> like <laughs> Christian looks like on. a chiseled Ken doll. <laughs> but it's like you put so much work into it and it takes one second for someone to just try to bring you down to their level. And it's like, no, you don't see all the all the work I put in, which is why 
like the last year, I'm always posting on Instagram, like, here's me at the gym after working 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Here's me with my food. Uh, my little sobriety clock, I'll post it every like couple of months just to remind people like, you guys, it just takes a lot of hard work. Just, yeah, you work your ass off yeah, too. Congratulations on before you're sober, by the thanks. way. Thanks. Yeah, before you're in July. So, That's awesome. Yeah, but people just don't want to put in the work, so they're like, I'm just gonna tear them down. It's projection. You know? It's projection always. So, what would you like if you had to explain projection to somebody who didn't know what projection meant? How would you explain it? I mean, it's something that maybe you want but can't attain, or it's like one of my close friends that I've known for like six years will drop comments like that to me. And I'm like, oh, really? yeah, oh, it's because you don't want to put in the work because they tried to put in on a meal plan recently. They didn't do any of it. They didn't put any work into it. And I'm like, see, it's not easy. Like, I've seen him, he'd be like, is that really all just your, your eating? I'm like, mm-hmm. you know me. <laughs> like, Goodness. I'm so sure. You know what I mean? But I think it's what yeah. people either want and can't attain or it's something that they're just insecure about. Right. And so they want to poke at you and they see that you're confident in yourself or like whatever it is, you know, but it's, it takes all of us a lot of time to get to that kind of point in life. Right. And I bring that up because I want anyone who's listening, who might be experiencing this to understand truly what projection is, because if you're not in a space to understand what that is, you're going to feel beaten down. And if you are potentially an insecure person, you're going to take things very, very personally, personally. which could have a really negative effect on your progress in any aspect. What would something, what would be some advice you guys could give to somebody who was experiencing this on how to kind of like hold space for themselves and put boundaries up with people who are projecting on them or who are not, I don't even want to say directly bullying, but like kind of indirectly bullying, like kind of how you were just explaining. Yeah. Like my friend is just, I just reiterate like, yeah, that I work hard. This is why I look like this because I work hard and I put in the time. You would look the same if you did the same thing. And I reinforce that like with anything, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to be you and be genuine and show that you care for people. You almost like got to, you got to kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like don't give into that negative energy, flip it on them. Yeah. You know, and don't make them feel like stupid, but make them like understand that there's a way you can get to that point. This is not the way to do it. Right. right. You know, so it's like, say what you want. I'm going to support you in any way I can. Right. And that's it. Megan, when you were transitioning into fitness, because I know when we first met, I always, I always love thinking back to this because when you and I worked in the salon together, I, I would probably say this is like three years ago or so yeah. you were, I remember you telling me like, I want to, I'm going to jump on social media. And I was like, yes. Yeah. You were there from the beginning. Like do it. Like, yes, yes, please do it. I would love to like, just have somebody else who is trying to experience this with me. And back then you were just kind of, I forget if you had actually been super active in the gym, but I, I remember watching this whole journey unfold and you grow so much. Now, did you have anybody in your life or family, friends, I don't want to say significant other because he's the one that helped you with it, but did you have anybody that was kind of giving you pushback about... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she Bring was me back. Already. Before I finish the sentence. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was kind of shocking. Like, some of my closest friends at the time, the comment that I would always get, oh, just make sure you don't get too big. Just don't get too muscular. Just don't get to this. Don't get to that. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that I may not fit in your version of what you think is attractive or healthy or fit, but like, fuck off. Like for real, I don't, I don't care because what's good for me may not be good for you. And so that was kind of always the mentality that I, I had. And my husband has really helped kind of promote that as well, because we're both very much like, we don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And so you can say whatever you want, but I'm still going to do me and he's going to do him and that there's nothing that's going to change that. Kind of um, touching on what you guys were talking about earlier, like um, giving advice to somebody who's listening who may need help in that area is just like focus on you and don't take anything personally. Those are my two biggest things because that's what I needed to learn the hard way when I started my social media journey and my fitness journey because I started social media and fitness kind of like one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I never competed or anything, but I just wanted to get more serious about it because I've always worked out, but not to the level that I was when we started 
at the salon, right? When I had just started social media. But yeah, you're you're always going to get pushback, whatever you do. It's like that saying you could be the juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be some motherfucker out there who doesn't like peaches. <laughs> yes. It's, I that love is peaches. Like, <laughs> I love peaches too. <laughs> I dealt with that a lot when I started competing too. Mm. I got those same comments like, well, you don't want to look like that, do you? And I was like, what? Or people thinking that you're going to like look manly if you have I don't muscles. Know. I will never understand no, that. No, I mean, same. But I'll actually never forget the day that I actually had a photo out of someone who I did want to look like, like she was actual inspo to me and someone came around and was kind of like, kind of put themselves into the conversation and out of nowhere was like, oh my gosh, you would never want to look like that. And I was literally about to show like my friend, can you believe how amazing this girl <laughs> looks? And I didn't even you know what to slide s- your phone. Into your <laughs> phone. <laughs> I was like, oh my, okay. Oh my God. And it just made me think because there is not one look for everybody. Just like you were saying, like the way I want to look might not be the way you want to look or the next person, but that should be okay. And you shouldn't let someone shame you for that or shame you for wanting to be healthy. I have a lot of clients who have friends and family who actually just shame them for strictly getting on a meal plan. And so wild. It's baffling to me. I'm like, okay, so if you were going to go like eat three pizzas and like down a thing of cupcakes, would they tell you like, oh no, you shouldn't do that. They'd probably be like, oh, well, we'll have some with you. You know what that I mean? That would be okay. That was very, I, I'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like know, a Friday night. I don't know if that was the best example, but <laughs> no. what I'm trying to say is yeah. like, they're very quick when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? This person's trying to better the life, better their life and be happy and healthier and make healthier decisions. And because they've chosen to jump on a fitness plan you're like, oh my gosh, you're measuring your food. Like, don't give them shit. Like, let them live their life. Let them be healthy. Don't don't harass them about it. You know Actually, what I mean? That did happen a lot to me. Like when I first quit drinking, I got a lot of eye rolls. I get that still all the time. There's Especially like, being in your industry. They're like, oh, I'm so sure, Christian. I'm like, oh, we'll see you in two weeks. And I was like, okay. And I just got like Thanks for the support. longer and longer and longer. And those people now are like, you're such an inspiration. I was like, really? Am I? Because you hated me and on me when I started this journey to be healthier and like the thing with the meal plan, like I've mm-hmm. seen it with myself and other people get on the same thing. It's like, they're like, just eat the pizza. Well, I don't want to, like I'm doing this. We'll just eat it. Or they're like, they'll do it in front of you on purpose. Like I have a friend whose boyfriend does that to her. Like when she's, I hate that. Yeah. When she's trying to get healthy and like trying to prep for something or try to look good, he will intentionally bring home pizza and burgers and eat it right in front of her. One time we we're eating tilapia and asparagus at their house and he was eating a full pizza and a burger. But I was like, look how he looks right now. You don't want to look like that little belly was sticking out and everything (laughs) and all this stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this might not taste as good, but it feels way better. And you're going to look way better. Which to me, it's way more worth it. I think. Well, there's also balance too. And that's the whole point of becoming into a place where you can balance a healthy lifestyle because then you can actually enjoy things like that. And that's what I don't think people understand Mm -hmm. is these people will jump on plans. I had a few clients that dealt with this and like, oh my gosh, my family is just giving me so much shit. And I'm like, you know what? That's not cool. You have to actually set those boundaries. And that's part of what my coaching is and trying to understand how to implement these lifestyles in. And the only way I could relate to that was was competing and the people who don't compete don't understand and it would actually bother me and they would think that they're joking being like just have a bite it won't hurt your progress and I'm like I I know it a bite won't hurt my progress but do you understand I'm trying to reach a goal right now and I'm trying to practice discipline and that does not help me like they want to see you do better or be better but just not better than them that's exactly. the vibe that I get it's, from those people it's tricky yeah, yeah. It's like they want to see people thrive as long as they're thriving yeah, yeah. and as long I mean. as you don't thrive beyond mm-hmm. them. Yeah, it's it's really it's really tricky. But I, I do think that those things are really helpful when people hear them, that they're not going through those things alone. And that it does, you know, there is a difficult side to starting a new lifestyle change. And you have to really be confident in why you're doing it and find your why. And that just goes back to what you were saying, like what you are doing is most important. And you just have to make sure you're in alignment with that all of the time just staying focused yeah stay focused on your shit right Mm -hmm. right so do you guys have any goals for your social media platforms like what do you actually want to do with this now like where do you see it going for yourself as far as like making a positive impact where your businesses are going what you plan on doing from here on out 
I would say for me, one of my biggest goals would be to probably get a sponsorship from some type of firearm company. That'd be like number one for me because I'm super into guns. Um, so as my husband, we're starting a company together as well for training. Which sounds so awesome. I know, I I'm so that. excited for this. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. I'm super excited for it too. It's been in the works for a while and we want it to be perfect. So we want to kind of launch it and begin when we have everything, like all of our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And so to take my entire social media platform and kind of go in that direction. Um, Cause I feel like I don't see a ton of girls in the firearm industry. I was just going was to like say nine. that yeah. would be so cool because it's not only empowering for a female to know self-defense, but to be mm-hmm. taught from another female. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And that's what we, we definitely want to do Wayne and I, so that would be like a big goal for me in the future. I'm not sure how or when, but I'm manifesting it and uh, put it just out there. enjoy the you journey <laughs> we until will then. Yeah. 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 I appreciate you. We'll put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I just recently, I don't want to say just recently, but Christian and I started prep for WBFF Worlds and it's going to be your first competition. I know. So exciting. And I'm so excited <laughs> for you. So excited. I, you actually really inspired me because I was slacking a little bit and I know you remember this conversation. We called my coach and my Mm -hmm. coach called me out right in front of Christian, but it's been so nice to have somebody to prep with. How do you feel about kind of showing people your journey into this event? Not only sober, but with your crazy, crazy schedule and handling all of it like a boss. (laughs) I know that's going to be the hardest thing. I mean, I, I have such a passion for fitness and like, I enjoy it. Like I just, I, people always were like, why don't you compete? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to do it because it might suck the fun out of fitness for me. Yeah. When it becomes like a real thing, you know what I mean? Or I always heard like NPC or whatever. It's like steroids and you need this and you need to take this. And I just always geared away from it. So when I talked to Nate, I was like, wait, I can do this all natural. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, fucking sign me up. Like I want to do this because right I had a friend alley. who was a coach too. And she was like, you already live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Reap the benefits from it. Like, why not? Like you, you're not yeah, giving you, you anything. Already work out. Up. He already like, looks like he's ready to work. You, you know what I mean? So like for me, Absolutely. I'm like, okay. And then I saw WBFF and I was like, yo, there's a suit portion. <laughs> it's being all cute on stage. Like it's like charisma and then like natural physique. I'm all about it. It's going to awesome. be really hard because I do work a day club and I work in nightclub. So my hours are always like adjusting. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And I know like once I start like cutting and getting closer to the show and you're depleting and stuff. So it's going to be a new challenge for me, but I'm so excited to tackle it. And I have so much support with who, like all my friends now, like everyone wants to come and I just like feel so happy about this. Like no one's doubted me yet. So I'm just excited to see what's happening. And like you were saying, you're like, w, it's like a production. Yes. So like see. get ready. Like, I'm watching videos and I'm like, now I'm getting kind of nervous. And I start with the posing coach soon too. So we'll see. I yeah. mean, and I'm obviously posting all that on my social media, trying to show people that you can do whatever you want if you set your mind to it. And you don't have to do it any other person's way. You can do it your way. Exactly. Like going back way. to what you said, it's like worry about yourself and do it your way. Works for, what works best for you. Right. And how you'll be successful. Don't look at anybody else. Right. And if you are doing it that way, you're doing it for the wrong reasons anyway. Mm -hmm. If you're going into it constantly comparing yourself to everybody else, why are you doing it to begin with? It's about you. Yeah. Great. If you win, cherry on the chair on the cake. You know what I mean? Easier said than done. It's always it always sucks to lose. I'm not going to lie. But if you can really go into those things knowing you're doing it for the right reasons and Mm -hmm. to better yourself each and every time, there's no way you won't do well. No. There's no way. I just want to do it for the experience mainly and just see how it goes. Yeah. And if that's why I started so early because I wanted it to be like a slow prep, enjoy the process, not crash, do anything, see how it goes. And then hopefully I really enjoy it and I'll just do it all next year. Yeah. For the next season. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited I can't wait. I'm no. really excited to close out this show with some positivity and some positive notes because you guys are such influential and confident people. Do you guys have anything else to add Maybe just on some confidence tips, some things that the viewers can take away, viewers, listeners can take away. (laughs) All the above. All of it. I would just reiterate just staying focused on you, Um, just always unapologetically being yourself. I know that may sound cliche at this point, but I feel like that's so essential to just living a peaceful life because the second you stop caring about what people think and you start focusing on what's good for you, 
first and foremost, I swear it is liberating. It is You'll so thrive. peaceful. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people always fall to the wayside. Yep. They're not going to support you or love you 100%. They'll just go away. And then the ones that matter will stay. Yes. And I think the last year or two, that's come to fruition for me. Mm-hmm. But like all my friends, like I've lost a couple of friends the last couple of years because they just weren't on the same track as me. And that's just totally fine. You just weren't that's going okay. together. Exactly. But mm-hmm. the ones I have now, I could just feel it. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, do you do what makes you happy as long as you're hurting yourself or anybody else? Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. Right. If, if if it seems so crazy and out of this world, go for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. What What's the worst that can happen? Like you fail, you try again, you know? So just do you. Right. And set a goal and just hit it. And just to tack onto that too, you have to remember that the people who you need in your corner will stay. Mm-hmm. And the people who you need to fall off, they will fall off. Yeah. Yep. And you will just attract more like-minded people who will be there to support you and will always be there for you. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's yes. been such a pleasure to have you guys. I look forward to having you both back on the podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless as Fuck podcast. It's been so nice to have video. If you guys are actually watching this on YouTube or any of the other platforms, this is a subject matter that I find near and dear to my heart and so very important. And I hope to continue bringing a lot of these kinds of topics to you guys here on out. So thank you again. Make sure to follow us all on Instagram. It'll be at the Fearless AF podcast at Christina Lauren, at Christian Mingle, at Megan Jewell. We will list them in the show notes. And until next time, stay fearless. We'll see you guys soon. Stay fearless. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. It is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting, empowering, and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like I did. I am so honored you have taken the time to listen and I'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Christina.Lauren and at the Fearless AF podcast. And on YouTube, you can search Christina Lauren, the Fearless Collective. Don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. I would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on the Fearless As Fuck podcast. I'll see you next time.